The following show contains spoilers for Star Trek Beyond. Here's some out-of-context singing from Star Trek. Tuvok, I understand. You are a Vulcan man. You have just gone without for seven years about. Paris, please find a way to load a hypospray. I will give you the sign. Just aim for his behind. Hormones are raging. Synapse is blazing. It's all so bad. Welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a Vulcan general, or an important person from Vulcan. It's Chris. Live long and prosper. People can't see the fingers, Chris. <laughs> but know that I am doing it with no aid. No sticky tape holding your fingers together. Zachary Quinto had to use rubber bands, I think. Yeah, he couldn't do it properly. No, to a... It, it, yeah, well... To get the rubber, proper yeah, look rub, of it. rubber bandy's hand. <laughs> I can do it with my right hand, but I find it harder to do it with my left hand. Hang on, hang on. Oh, oh you're multi. Oh, I can Vulcan. do that as well. Do you know oh. how many people you can't go from Vulcan to that? He's he's doing the can can with his fingers and tying them into knots, ladies and gentlemen. It's a true wonder to behold, Chris. I know it's a cool little party trick I like to do. It is, but a party. I never get invited to parties. <laughs> you wonder why? <laughs> <laughs> right today. We are talking about the new release, Star Trek Beyond, the third film in the rebooted Star Trek universe. Chris, when we normally talk about newer films, we like to, you know, share our feelings about them. What were your feelings about Star Trek Beyond? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was as good as the first and second one. Uh, nothing really bad to say about it. Plot was good. I like the action. I like the special effects. I liked the acting. Yeah. Liked all the music. I li- I liked it. It's just little bits, you know, that you nitpick at. But there's nothing major. It's nothing like, oh my god, this character ruined everything for me, or or this, I don't know, whatever. It was great. There's no game-changing elements in this film like there was in Into Darkness, like Khan's super blood, and him being able to teleport from one side of the Star Trek universe to the other. Yeah. There's nothing like that. No. There's nothing game breaking in it well what about the super weapon the super weapon well there have been lots of other super weapons in Star Trek there was the red matter from the first one so super weapons aren't an uncommon thing in in the universe you mentioned special effects the yeah. swarm ships that you see in the trailer they look awesome and as a threat goes I think they're much more imposing than one yeah. single ship. Just swarm out you, don't they? You just smash straight through the Enterprise, ripped yeah. it to shreds. Did they come a car see then? Did they die? No, I think they're just like really Reinforced. solid. They're like right. drilled, okay. basically, because they, I think, um, Idris Elba, who's in this, uh, under all that makeup, there is an Idris Elba somewhere. I had no idea Idris Elba was even in it. <laughs> he, um, he explains that they're like mining robots or ships, and that's how they're like solid enough to. When does he explain this? He says that in in his like um, captain's log towards the end of the film, oh, right. he spouts off a load of 
expositional stuff so yeah and they were also really interesting all the different shapes that they could come up with especially towards the end they had like the coming that at the enterprise in like a tidal wave form and when they first encounter them they're doing all those shifting shapes they were like starlings basically you see in nature programs all the starlings doing mm. the twirly stuff in in the air before landing story you also mentioned yeah i like the story yeah i i enjoyed it a couple of weak points a couple of uh bits of information they sort of just uh what's the word i'm looking for skipped over yeah skipped omitted. over like glossed over they didn't really okay give you a full backstory because i've got a few subplots here as well okay. that i want to so, for example, you've got uh, Idris Elba's character. Uh, what's his name again? Crow. Crawl. Crawl. He. Uh, you find out that he's a a captain of the USS Franklin, and he was a Starfleet um, employee. If yeah. You want to say, and in his captain log, he says there are four of his crew left surviving on this planet, and yet in the film, he's got what I'm assuming are these four crew members with him, and loads of people in suits of armor. And it never explains who they are or where they've come from. Whether they could be robots, for all I know. Yeah, they could be robots. They could be other people that Crawl has captured either from the planet or from different spaceships. Um, Crawl himself, he's he's a human, but um, because of this technology he's got, he can absorb people's life force basically and makes them live longer. But he takes on the properties of that alien, so the rest of his crew, we're not sure who they are. He's never pointed and gone you you are on my crew so maybe he's the last one of his crew left maybe he killed the other ones with the absorbing technology to make his life longer mm. until aliens and whatnot came and he could steal their life so maybe that's something that happens there is another plot line with um jailer the new lady alien that's introduced in this film yeah and um I think his name was Malice, was that? Uh, she tells a story about this guy... Oh, that kills her dad. ...killing her yeah, dad, yeah. and she wants revenge. That's the person she fights at the end. Uh, well, t- when they're freeing all the um, yeah, yeah. prisoners. That plot line gets dropped, because we never see anything from Malice again. They have the fight. And then he teleports off, and then that's it. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's gone. Maybe he dies towards the end but we never see we never nah. get that kind of closure from I'm going that to plot ass- line I'm going to assume what happened was because um, you know she she kicks him off the building and jumps doesn't she to reach um, Kirk because he's yeah. got a teleport he falls and breaks his neck he just slips over in shock pretty much he's like oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. gone I doubt that happened but, but yeah. maybe there's a deleted scene in there somewhere also she put up so- when they said about going back to um, the place and she put up such an uh, argument against not going and stuff she was like oh I can't go because all this bad history happened and stuff and if Scott says, a, or Scotty says a couple of lines to her, and she's like, yep, okay, let's go. I'm That's good for it. Do. He turns yeah. around very quickly. It's an inspirational talk. Never underestimate the persuasiveness of a Scotsman, played by Simon Pegg, who also wrote this film as well. Do yeah, think, that's weird. Do you think that was intentional, that he gave himself the plot line where he hangs out with a beautiful alien for half the film? No, no, maybe, but I think the opening to the film where Kirk gets attacked by his little tiny aliens, that was all Simon Pegg. That, yeah, that's... That was all, yeah. That's, um, did you like the look of those CGI aliens? I didn't I didn't think that. I think they were alright. You know what they reminded me of? Um, tiny alien pit bulls. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's something from Mortal Kombat, but a much larger version of it. They remind you of something that you can't remember. Yes. That's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else have we got? Yeah, simple story. It was nice mm-hmm. to not be constantly on the Enterprise. Uh, yeah, we got off the Enterprise. Of the we got to explore a planet. When the Enterprise was attacked, 
uh, I thought that was a great scene. I love that entire uh, sequence. Yeah, of the Enterprise being attacked and stuff. I thought that was awesome. I like how when Kirk was in the escape pod, it fires up and just watches the Enterprise go, and it's like, oh, it's the third one to be destroyed. <laughs> He's getting through these quite quickly. I know. What the hell? I don't think they should let him be captain anymore if he keeps yeah, writing he off all these them every year. Yeah. Because uh, it gets destroyed in Into Darkness and in this one. does it? The first Star Trek, it gets messed up. Actually, no, I think it manages to get through the encounter with... um. Pretty intact, but it gets destroyed. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't get destroyed. It just gets beaten up a bit, but they can still yeah. fly it back home. Yeah, but in the second one, it's a write-off. Yeah. This one's definitely a write-off. Your, His insurance yeah. premiums have gone through the roof right now. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the new setting, Yorktown? Which oh, is I like that. A giant... I would hate to live there. Well, because you'd look up and see another street. Yeah. But then when you're on that street above you... You're looking like, up at... You'd be looking up at them, yeah. So or you, looking down at them. No, you'd look No, you'd look up at them, wouldn't you? <laughs> Gravity's messed up there. Have you seen the film Interstellar? Uh, no, but you've, you've talked to me about uh, it. Yeah. Well, basically, in the end, in, in the end of Interstellar, they create a similar type thing, but it's like a long tube where it's just continuously, you know, buildings all around it. I wouldn't like to live there either. Nah, it doesn't look as good as this place, but... I liked how they had it with the, with the centre of it when gravity went funny at the centre of it all. Yeah, because it's a... Not entirely sure if that's scientifically accurate. If gravity no idea, would work like but that. How do they get the information to be able to do this? Because going back to Interstellar again... They, they watched see Interstellar, the, uh, obviously. They, watch Interstellar. They, uh, they just copied it. In that, they get information from the event horizon of a black hole by sending a, a um, robot into there. So I'm wondering how they've done it in Star Trek. Same way. Except they sent Naturally. a Vulcan in. Instead. Spock. <laughs> they, Spock they won't investigate it. That's how he pops out in the first film. Exactly, yeah. That makes a nice change from constantly being dragged back to Earth. Mm. Uh, seeing the um, mm. Enterprise's outposts as well. So I think that was a, a nice change yeah. of pace as well. I liked the small tribute scene to Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah, where they do. Spock finds the. He gets given the box, doesn't he? Of uh, Spock Prime's possessions and he has a picture yeah. in it of all the original Star yeah. Trek cars. They pay good tribute to that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that scene. Uh, it's quite touching mm-hmm. with, with that and um, obviously towards the end there was um, after the credits there was the um, tribute to Leonard Nimoy and Anton Yelkin mm. who also died as well so it's good good to pay respect and they've also said um, in press conferences that they're not going to recast the role of um, Chekhov Mm. Out of respect, because Anton he does a good job, doesn't he? He's a good check up, yeah. All all the all the guys do a a fantastic job mm. uh, portraying their their characters, and I don't think I've heard any. I'm not a particularly big Star Trek fan, and neither are you. No. But I've not heard anyone complain about any of the new no. cast going. Oh, I think not the same. before the first Star Trek film came out and it was announced Zachary Quinto as Spock. You had the Star Trek fans then, we were like, ooh, really? Spock? I, I, I don't remember. I wasn't oh. paying attention. Well, yeah, everyone was a bit, really, Zachary Quinto sort of thing. And I then think he'd he's done the it. best cast. Yeah, and then, they, then he'd done it. Everyone was like, oh my god, he's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, let that be a lesson to you, fanboys. Never judge a casting by its cover. Look at Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. Best part of that shit show that was, that was great. Batman v Superman. So, yeah. One other thing, Chris, mm-hmm. about the cast. Mm-hmm. In that picture, we saw Scotty with a mustache. Will Simon Pegg grow a mustache? Because no. <laughs> this is this is an alternate reality. Okay. And the one difference is that Scotty doesn't have a mustache. Well, there's tons of differences. <laughs> yeah, Scotty having a mustache is one of them. Damn it. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. 
But anyway, Chris. Yeah. We have a very specific rating system. Yeah, we do. People either watch the film... Or they don't watch or it. Or they don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Would you watch it again, or would you not watch yeah, it? Yeah, I'd watch it again. I will be getting it when it comes out on DVD. I have the first two, so I'll, I've got to get it anyway to keep the collection to going. Get it to you. But then you've got to get all the original series ones. And there's like Shush. 80 billion don't, of them. Don't say that. <laughs> I think one of them, episode four? I think I saw it on Netflix. Maybe. Yeah. Should we do them? Maybe. What, the original Star Trek? Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching the original series with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Oh. See what it's like. We'll see. Um, yeah. A, a watch from both of us. Yeah. Jolly good Star Trek. Yeah. Jolly good. Star Wars is better. <laughs> What, what was that? Sorry, Jack, continue. <laughs> Nobody heard that. Um, moving on now to the part of the show where we focus on the deaths and telling you, the listeners, how to survive if you ever found yourself in these situations, um, which is very likely that most of you, you're all special snowflakes, and you might be chosen to go <laughs> on a... Special <laughs> snowflakes? What the... F- what's that all about? <laughs> Try to make everyone feel good, you know. I thought he was going to say... You've all got the chance of getting a Starfleet, not your special f- snow- snowflake. Yeah, you're a special snowflake. I was going to say Starlight then. You're a special Star Lord. You're Ooh, all right, better. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you ever find yourself in space, this is what you need to know if you ever come across Idris Elba as Crawl. We re encounter Kirk. Uh, he's been given part of this super weapon to hand back to the weird alien pitbull type things I, I, did they mention what species they were yes do you remember no <laughs> okay. they also mentioned the species they got the weapon from but do you that remember that with a T okay um, yeah Kirk he's like hey this is a peace offering you should take this and then be friends with the people that um, gave it to you and they get very agitated and go on about the aliens wanting to eat them and then they roll down and attack Kirk uh, but they're tiny Kirk teleports out and gives the super weapon to Spock to put in the Enterprise's storeroom. And then Kirk makes a stop off at Yorktown, which is the giant space um, port, to resupply. And there he gets a new mission to go to this nebula to find this missing alien's um, crew. And the alien goes with them. They go through the nebula and they're immediately attacked by Kroll's fleet of space bees or whatever they are and they um, crash into the Enterprise uh, create holes that suck out members of the crew into space and then they board the ship one of them picks up one of the crew and flings him over a balcony and I think he makes this sound <coughs> but a modified version of it so um, you're on the Enterprise you're one of the, the red shirts mm-hmm. shall we say Okay. what do you Le- do to what are they engineers? What? red shirts I th- they they're just the people that die a lot in Star Trek. So right, okay. The odds are against you, Chris. Oh, first no. things first, change your shirt. I was going to say, do I can I take my shirt off? Yes, it'd be cold. But and yes. because I work in engineering, I have access to grease and stuff. I oh. grease my body up. Can't pick me up to throw me over the ledge, can he? Because he can't grab me. I slip out of his arms. Okay, that's good for surviving as that that guy. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. greasing yourself up and then a hole being cut into the hull. You get sucked out I into space. You've got greasy hands. You try to grab hold of something. I grease through space and become the Silver Surfer. Mm, grease isn't space-proof. Shush. No one else needs to know. Grease on your body. <laughs> grease on your body so they can't pick you up. 
glue on your hand so you stick to the floor. <laughs> but then you, uh, all the auction would be stuff. You, you couldn't stay because obviously all the auction would be yeah. sucked out anyway. Wouldn't you freeze quite quickly as well? Probably, especially if you're taking off your red shirt. Yeah. Now you want your red oh, shirt back, God. don't you? Okay. Hmm. See, so, uh, Starfleet personnel don't carry weapons around with them. For, for a non-military organisation, though... They have a lot of weapons. They've got a lot of firepower. Yeah. And they do, like, hand-to-hand training, and, like, they all seem to have to fight, most of them anyway. Yeah. Well, there's, like, a sort of Cold War that's going on between... Um, all the galaxy and I think uh, the Klingons mm. that was touched on in Into Darkness so yeah. they've got to be ready for a for a skirmish alright okay it makes more sense that way thinking about it I was just thinking they're explorers who might get a bit scared so I know, need to know to beat <laughs> people shoot up yeah. yeah I might be a bit naughty and I would keep a uh, phaser on me okay well Spock he's got a little handgun phaser doesn't he yeah well he carries that around with they him. keep him around maybe or the higher ranking officers can keep theirs I don't yeah, know yeah maybe that's first officer privileges yeah, He's probably right there. But this is a tricky one because I, yeah, I don't know what else is available around me. There's not much. Well, you could probably use your red shirt to. Oh, nut him with my head. Nut him with it. Well, he's wearing button. a helmet, so that armor is crap. <laughs> At no point uh, any of these people get shot and survive because of the armor. They get shot and they go down straight away. Well, that's because you're mistaking the power of a headbutt for the power of a laser blast. That armor is about as good as a stormtrooper's armor. Okay, but if you still headbutted a stormtrooper, that would It's hurt plastic! Your head. Their armor is plastic, it would just break. Recycling. The Empire, they're thinking of you. <laughs> and the environment. Yeah, uh, so. Okay. A lot of the Enterprise crew yeah, are killed off in quick yeah. succession. Because I've only seen this film once. And it was in the cinema, I couldn't pause it to Make note notes down and stuff, everything. Yeah. So. That's about as much detail as we can go into in that one because it's a pretty ferocious attack, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's, it's, well yeah. You put the it the engines ferocious, come yeah. flying off. The two big ones come off. Then they've got a smaller one that's on the the saucer part of the ship. Yeah, Kirk is forced to separate the saucer from the rest of the ship in order to get better control over it. And Ahura is in that part of the. the well, she ship. Uh, sacrifices herself so yeah. Kirk can get away. She doesn't die though. She doesn't die. Spoilers. <laughs> oh so, yeah. There you go. It's a pretty intense scene, mm-hmm. but good. Also, we got to remember about that one is because of Idris Elba being ex Starfleet and having schematics and stuff. He knows the layouts of the ship and that lot. Yeah, he's so it'd make it even harder to do the attack. Yeah, he's also spying on um Yorktown as that's well. Right, yeah, he's so like he's got all the radio transmissions and the log entries and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's how he knows who Kirk is. Yeah. and the layout of the ship basically, and how he knows that. The Enterprise is the ship with mm. the super weapon. Yeah, because I was it. wondering about that when him and Kirk had a little fight, and he grabs Kirk by the throat when he first sees him, and he says to him, "Kirk." He says his yeah. name, and I was like, "How the hell do they?" It's an interesting backstory between these two, but no, he just knows him from these files. Yeah, he cheated. He googled him. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, well, most of the people managed to escape in the escape pods. Some of the crew are taken by some of the swarm. Bones and Spock, the best characters in this film, because they play off each other so well, are in an elevator when the Enterprise is falling apart, and they fall out of the the ship in the elevator, which is obviously built like an escape pod, so you don't suffocate. Well, yeah, they're breathing and stuff in it, weren't they? So Exactly. They're grabbed by one of the swarm ships, but um, they manage to get their way into there, 
Yeah, I was a little bit confused how they'd done that, because if it's Spock or Bones, they sort of grab hold and they kick out, and it looks like they kick the bottom of the elevator out, and they go straight from the elevator into the ship. It does it so quickly, I can't... Yeah, it's I, hard I to thought, see how they did it. I just assumed it was, um... They hit the left, and they opened up, and they were going to come into the left and grab whoever was in there and take right, the prisoner. Okay. And I just assumed that, because... Spock's Vulcan and he's a bit stronger and Bones is there he's, Bones isn't really a fighter but um, well, no. and they've just overpowered them and then they eject them from the the swarm ship and take mm. over that and then fly it down you know what I don't get you say Bones not being a fighter to the point where him and Spock are walking around and there's a dead body Spock goes off with a gun and Bones has got his medical supplies but no weapons with him at no, all yeah. so if he encounters resistance which he does he has nothing to defend himself with Give them an overdose of morphine so they get delirious. That's the best I can offer, Bones. Great. Yeah. So they land on the planet. Simon Pegg shoots himself out of the Enterprise in a torpedo. I was wondering what it was he was in. That's yeah. why he had the mask on, because obviously... It's not breathe. built for... Yeah, humans, yeah. For air. So um, he lands and meets up with um, Jayla, the, the new alien. Mm. Um, Kirk and Chekhov are also on the planet and they land close together and they're with the um, alien lady that initially gave them the mission to find her crew. Mm. And um, they come up with a plan to go to the remains of the Enterprise disc, turn on the communications and see if they can track where all of his crew are. But Mm. uh, in doing this, the alien lady reveals her true colours as one of Kroll's uh, informants or agents. And um, she summons a couple of uh, Kroll's minions to the Enterprise, forcing Kirk and Chekhov to try and outrun them, which ends up in Kirk shooting a part of the Enterprise engine. Yeah, which um, basically turns it on. Yeah, and the whole ship that they're fighting in starts moving, and it ends with Chekhov and Kirk sliding down the outside of the Enterprise. Yeah, because what happens is it's not going straight up in the air, is it? It's like it's sliding laying flat along. and it's then tilting upwards. Mm. Yeah. So they slide down, mm. hit the floor, and have to run out the way. Yeah. Get out of the way. The alien lady lands, gets up very slowly, stands and looks in awe, and then the Enterprise, along with all the dirt and stuff and trees that it's pushing along yeah. the ground, hits her and kills her and probably i don't see what happened to her two henchmen oh they're, they're, they're dead yeah they, yeah so they're she's dead. not got enough time to get out of the way but chris yep you're a weird gill-headed alien lady yeah oddly attractive no the alien lady not you. <laughs> oh okay me all right yeah <laughs> what um, do you do to be honest i thought she exposed her true colors a little bit too hastily like even that done get it and she like knocked him out of the way and found it straight away mm. i would wait until he had it in his hand so at that point because I would have waited, he would never have suspected me. So none of this would have never had needed to happen. And then you could have heard Chekhov sneak up behind you as well, because he comes a couple of seconds later. Yeah, to hold her up, don't you? So, so, so you would have gone, oh, and like, then re-evaluated oh, you your, your yeah. chances, couldn't and you? And then they would have been less suspicious of me, and then when I did find it, I could have taken it and stolen it then. Exactly. Completely, no need for the chase for the Enterprise, or the resulting death, or anything like that. If she'd just played it a bit smarter. Yeah. Cause he was way too hasty. As soon as he like knelt down, she was like, "Ooh, dived on it." it must and be there. You you know, fools rush in. Exactly. And Kirk suspects her, doesn't she? Because he actually hides the alien super weapon with one of his alien crew members, 
Yeah. Who you said that she has a like a reverse face hugger head. Yeah. It was, oh god, it was weird. It's so weird. It like opens out into a hat. Yeah, and it's like fingers. Well, but it's like face hugger legs, isn't it? It's what they look like yeah. when it opens up, and it's her brain there, and it's just like sitting there on her brain. I don't think it's her brain. I think it's still part of her skull. Mm. Oh, um, quickly touching on something else, we mentioned in I think it was Into Darkness about if they gave the teleport technology to the community, whether it's just a Starfleet. But we oh, saw a yeah. guy using it, didn't we? Like, he walked into a booth, programmed in, and off he went. Yeah, it's like a little phone booth. But again, you said it's probably only for Federation places. And that, York that Town was a, is a... It was a Federation outpost, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know. Or maybe... Yeah, it'd be cool, though. Teleporting it would be. It would be just teleporting to booth to booth. You'd, you'd save loads of money on yeah. parking and petrol. And parking tickets. I doubt they have parking. petrol in yeah. Star Trek anymore. That's it's, probably long gone. It's all nuclear-powered. So, this lady, the alien mm-hmm. lady, play it a bit smarter. Yeah, smart cool. plan, yeah. Um, Failing that, pick the ship up. No, I was going to say get out of the way. Oh, yeah, she stands and stares at it for a good two or three seconds, although uh, the ship is huge. I don't think she'd be able to outrun it. I mean, by the time the just ship run lands, to the side. Kirk and Chekhov are just far enough away that they, they get pushed they, by the yeah, explosion, they don't they? Uh, get, so, get past her. And she was behind them a bit. Maybe she should have stayed in the control room. Maybe that would have helped when it went over, because she was like, I don't know. Maybe, Better than coming out of the ship. She's following them because she doesn't want them to get away. She wants them as hostages for Krull so that he can interrogate them and go, where have you hidden the super weapon? So I think that's why. So she has to follow them, otherwise Krull might be mad. You don't want to mad Idris Elba, do you? Well, in all, so far in all these roles, he's pretty angry, isn't he? I mean, Luther isn't he known for Luther being angry? Luther, no, Luther's just more depressed than anything. Ah, uh, I suppose he's not too angry as uh, the guy from Thor, the Gate Guardian. Uh, Heimdall. That's him. Heimdall's not angry. Nah, he's just got the tone of a disappointed dad. Yeah, he does. Oh, doesn't you're he? going to do something stupid again, <laughs> but I'll help you anyway. Oh, you... Idris. Yeah. <laughs> Idris, Idris, Idris. Between him and uh, Tom Hiddleston for the next Bond. Mm. So, I wouldn't mind either of them. Yeah, so either Loki or... Um, Heimdall. Yeah. I would prefer Idris first, just because he's he's slightly older than Hiddleston, so time isn't on his side. So I'd like him first, and then Tom's still... It'd still be young enough to take mm. up the mantle after Idris. But yeah, I would watch either of them I want them in a Bond buddy cop with Daniel Craig as the uh, the miserable one as about to retire (laughs) he's about to retire but he's the uh, chief of police he's about to retire but he's the chief of police yeah because you always get the chief of police he's like an old person he's about to retire isn't it this is their last big push just fight crime before they go too old for this shit yeah he was a spy why is he the chief of police now duh promotion (laughs) (laughs) That'd be demotion, I think. Uh, I don't know. You still get a gun and stuff. You can still do. No, all if this you're lot. the chief, you're just sat in an office going, going to arrest that person. Yeah, we've gone off topic. Wow, what were we even talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking oh, about Star James Trek. Bond, but before that, then <laughs> yeah, then we were talking about Star Trek. So yeah, they managed to find out where Kroll is keeping the rest of the Enterprise crew. Kroll gets very angry that he's not managed to find Kirk and this super weapon. He threatens to drain the life out of Sulu 
unless someone tells him where the super weapon is and um the reverse face hugger lady uh says stop don't kill him i've got it in the back of my head uh and it just takes it out and it's all sticky and brain juice and whatever do you think you like poke the brain like it's not her brain it's just the back of her head it look, i thought it was the brain it looks it's just like the brain. brain it looks a bit sticky back there maybe she doesn't wash behind her head uh. leg things I don't know what's going on back I'm going to have a look for her species. See if they've been in Star Trek before, whether it's something new. It's probably something new. Uh, I was hoping it's been in there before, so because it has an explanation to why the head opens up. I wouldn't like to know the explanation behind why the head opens I up. I do. It'd just be too creepy. But anyway, uh, Idris Elba then gives um, Uhura and the weird-headed lady a tour of his base for some reason. And um, during the tour... He shuts the head hugger lady in a room and tests out the super weapon on her. The only way I can describe it is it's like the formation of the um the ships that Idris has under his control, like the swarm. They go out and basically dissolve her and um kill her. So, any tips, Chris, on surviving a biological weapon? Do anything to get out of that room. Right, she gets locked in there, and she does now all she does is turn around and walk towards something in the center of the room like uh and look back and uh and then that's it she doesn't do anything literally try anything and you will have a better chance of surviving suggestions i'm guessing playing hopscotch maybe not isn't, that okay. that's, yeah you've been very for anything okay here's, here's what happens you go to the door she turns around her head opens up the fingers close on the door and she just yanks her head forward and the door rips off that's what the head is for mm, it's a super strong claw it could be a super strong claw, yeah. Well, she could punch the glass. If yeah, she, if she was, I was strong enough. I was thinking that I'd be like, I'd be punching the glass and stuff. It depends on what the glass is made of and whether she's strong enough to punch her. But if she could, then maybe that would dissuade Idris from carrying on with the experiment. Yeah, in case it escapes out and and kills him, and then mm. he can't get his sweet revenge on uh, the Federation. So. I think that might be a good idea. I think there's only two ways in and out of that room. The when the way they, they come in. And, and the way the they've way... gone out, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, here's what you do, actually. Because you know he puts a uh, device into the wall, doesn't he, on the outside. Twists it, and then it puts the stuff into the room. Yeah. Just run over, like, a rip off like the sleeve off your top and just plug the holes up. Because it's a biological weapon, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They describe it as. Would it managed to burrow its way through that I have fiber. no I have no idea what it can or cannot eat. I mean it eats her but doesn't touch anything else in the room so maybe it can't go through metal. Because the idea is when he was going to release it on Yorktown they said it'll kill everyone in Yorktown but Yorktown itself will still be there. Yeah it'll kill everyone that's breathing on Yorktown. Yeah. Everything breathes though. Bones so. Running your head but the door and keep <laughs> doing it and if you don't succeed you've at least knocked yourself out. I think you'd only get one chance to run and head but the door. It wouldn't work because you'd probably concuss yourself and then you'd be knocked out. But yeah, trying to get out, plugging the hole. Or what about um? I can never say her name. Ahura. Ahura. She's on the outside. She just fuck all. She just stands on what you get eaten. If she, she tries, she she'd be beaten have. up. She's got or some fighting skills, right? She's got some fighting skills. She doesn't have to beat them. She could have knocked them away and just grab, quickly grabbed it and twisted it and it would have turned it off. She'd be overpowered immediately and then Idris would just carry on with the test. And maybe then threw Uhura into that room and then switch it on and kill her. So 
Ohora, there's not much she can do because she's outnumbered and outgunned, basically. The man's got a super weapon on his side, for goodness sake. Are you out of your Vulcan mind? We didn't get that from Bones. We got it in the first one. He says, out of your Vulcan mind to um, Spock. And then he says, so why would he use it again? He, then he says in the second one, um, are you out of your corn-fed mind to um, Kirk? He doesn't say it in this one. Do you know what he, says? he does say, I'm a doctor, not a fighter, yeah. yeah. He, also, he also says, like, damn it, and my God, man, a lot. I don't know if that's what the... Classic Bones. Yeah, he used to do. I'm assuming it is. That's why he does it. Maybe, yeah. But he says it so much. It's good. I like Carl Urban more. I want a Bones solo film. <laughs> wow, eh? I want Bones meets Dread. <laughs> yes. Are you out of your judge mind? <laughs> Very great. Would be. Uh, how lucky was Spock, though, getting that thing stuck in him? The one person he crashed with was Bones. It was a doctor, yeah. yeah. He got very lucky. Survival tip, always stay with the doctor. Yes, or the doctor. Yes. That doesn't always go well, though. No, it doesn't. Avoid the doctor. <laughs> Not Bones, though. Bones is a good and competent doctor. Kirk's plan to save all of his crew goes off um, pretty much as planned. Yeah, I thought something major would go wrong, but nothing did it no everyone gets back um, including Jailer and um, Zulu Ahura everyone they go back onto where Jailer has been hiding on the planet which turns out to be um, the USS Franklin which is an older version of the Enterprise which is good it's good luck they say Franklin was the first one to be launched in Starship it was the first one that was capable of I think Warp oh, 4 or something like that right and, um, yeah, the legend of this ship is that it was lost lost for unknown reasons and nobody could find it. But as they're all celebrating, all being reunited, they see Idris's swarm lifting off from the planet and going to attack Yorktown. So Kirk, Scotty and the rest of the crew get the Franklin up and running so they can chase them up into space and defend the Yorktown. And um, while they're on the way there, uh, they come up with a plan that um, involves stopping the swarm's coordination. Um, so they all crash into each other and blow up. Yeah. How do they do this, Chris? In a very amusing way. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So basically, um, they think to stop the swarm, the swarm's operating on a frequency. They're like, okay, we'll block out the frequency with uh, something loud and distracting, as they put it. Rock uh, music. Yeah, heavy <laughs> rock music, which Bones refers to is this classical music. Yeah, and it would be, wouldn't it? For, for them, I yeah. suppose, yeah. So, yeah, they blast that music out, and but they have to be really close to it, don't they? Because they've only got a short uh, range on it. Yeah. So as soon as they fly over it, the things get distracted, hit each other and explode. And you get this really cool scene of basically it's tunnel surfing. It's like a surfer in a wave as it's coming over. Yeah. Doing that with the music blowing up, everything exploding around. Makes you feel good. It's like, yeah... Before then goes serious again, but it's like, yeah, this is good. I reckon that was a Simon Pegg was a had the music going. Yeah, yeah. The lightheartedness of that scene didn't take you out of it. You're okay with it? No, I enjoyed it. I thought okay. it was good. I was like, yes, this is this is the plan. Uh, thought they've done is is plausible, I suppose, in their situation. It's pure plausible that rock music could yes destroy her. the power of uh, rock. You can't stop rock and roll. But I can stop you. <laughs> you can, yes. So the only ships left uh, from Kroll's swarm are his ship and two others. And um, 
he manages to break into the globe that is Yorktown and is followed by um, Spock and uh, Bones who apprehend one of the swarm ships and follow him and um, the Enterprise which it just bashes its way through could they not have just asked hey can you open up the doors quickly nope Smash oh yeah, they smash Yorktown. I know that was a bit risky, especially if they're in a ship which Sulu says uh, is very fragile. Yeah, that we can't com- compete like firepower-wise, like the other ships can, because we're barely holding on. And he just smashes it. Yeah. Why? Anyone standing near that door is either crushed by debris or sucked out into space. It's not very considerate, Kirk. No. They stop Idris's ship by um, pulling the um, Franklin up from out of this. Th- it, the, the stream in that is weird as well because you look up in Yorktown and there's a river above you mm. and the Enterprise splashes up through that stops um, Idris getting away the Franklin comes up through the water yeah yeah and um, Idris gets on board the ship sucks out some more of the crew sucks their life so he's looking even more Idrisy mm. and then um, that's when O'Hora finds out that he was the captain of the Franklin and then he went slightly crazy because nobody came to rescue him and his crew from the crash site. This brings uh, Kirk and um, Kroll into a fight to stop him using the super weapon in the um, air pumps in in, um, Yorktown. And Kirk manages to overpower Idris Elba in a fist fight, punches him to the ground and um, is about to open up all of the um, or pull all of the switches to yeah, which would then jettison everything in there into space. I suppose yeah. putting out onto the air system harmlessly detonating yeah. the super weapon or whatever. And crawl recovers, floats up because the gravity is all weird in this cube. Yeah, it's right in the centre of it. So, well, yeah, weird. It, all the gravity bits are converging on that one yeah. place, aren't they? He floats up, and there's couple of shards of glass and I thought for a moment Kroll was going to look at the glass and go I've been a fool yeah exactly I thought I was going to do that and then he'd like push um, I was going to say pine then push uh, Kirk out of the way and then rip it down and do it himself yeah no he stays a bad guy grabs the the glass is about to stab Kirk when he finally flicks the final switch and um, kicks Kroll into the super weapon and then Kroll goes flying out into space and he's out there and gets eaten by the super weapon. You're crawl. What do you do? Get ready for him to fucking kick you. I mean, good God. You're just floating up there. There's a super weapon behind you. I mean... Space above you. Exactly. Kirk in front of you. Danger everywhere. I wouldn't stare at the, nut, the glass and go, Pretty glass. A stab. I would have gone straight up, grabbed Kirk before he realized what happened, and thrown him behind me straight into the super weapon. And would have been like, Bye-bye, Kirk. I guess this is your... Final voyage. <laughs> I'll see you in the beyond. <laughs> Your search for Spock is over now. That's I'm guess one. you're going the wrath of crawl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guess you're going into darkness now. <laughs> There's no one you hope for. You know it, that's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think of a uh, live long and prosper one, but I couldn't really live long and die. Wow. What else? The uh, force isn't with you. <laughs> Just kicks him into it. He's like, the name's Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Plays his music. Screen goes to black. It goes, James Bond will return. 
in the next Bond film or whatever. <laughs> Roll credits. If he was Bond, he would have survived because Bond always survives. Bond, of course he does. You're Kroll, not Bond. Oh, damn. All right. Rather than going floating so far up so he's directly behind him, just go up a little bit and grab his ankle and then just pull him down. That's a good point, yeah. You could have just pulled him straight down. The even danger with that is, though, if, he's, if he's Kurt's, holding on to the thing. If he's still holding on to ah, it, he but, pulls him and then the thing opens. Yeah, no. But then he's he can't get, he's flick get the switch. The, exactly, then, he's got to yeah. get the latch open. So you might have to pull that off first and then while you're trying to get to the latch, all you got to do, because if you just want to destroy the Federation and you're not too bothered about dying yourself, I would have pulled Kirk down, might have pulled off the latch, I don't know. I would have then got him into like a... Um, a bear hug or a chokehold. Yeah, like a chokehold and just held him there with him and like, we go together. I am Khan. <laughs> I mean, crawl. <laughs> Oof. Can't do that again. Whoopsie. And then, um, yeah, do something like that. Okay. So you wouldn't survive. I would no. say. Completely missed the point of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Just Whoops. kill Kirk. I would say the jig is up. The game's over, man. You start making your getaway when Kirk is on the last switch. So you get down the ladder, run through whatever building you were in. Kirk's gonna save Yorktown and you just try and escape maybe suck the life out of one more person so you look completely human no go for an alien oh yeah good point because they know what he looks like as a complete normal human because they've obviously got the video logs and stuff so because when he goes human he doesn't look like other humans he looks like his original human self so yeah suck life out of alien go alien play it cool don't freak out when you see the little Starfleet insignia on your shirt yeah quickly changing it you know how Kirk said um, he's always repping his shirts that was a reference to the original trilogy because he ripped all of his shirts who William Shatner yes maybe Shatner just worked out a lot and he was like gotta see my ass gotta hulk it Doof. yeah but yeah anyway sorry back to the uh, present well thing. That, that's pretty much it I think we've covered yeah. it sneak away absorb go back alien identity replan yeah find another um Unfreeze Khan and then get your revenge on the Oh yeah, that'd be good. Starfleet. Yeah. Unfreeze all of Khan's crew. Starfleet would yeah. not stand a chance. Exactly. But he doesn't do that and um he gets sucked out into space. But anyway, if you've enjoyed our little talk about Star Trek Beyond, uh you can email us at we could survive that at gmail dot com. You can tweet us at we could survive. Chris, what the hell are we doing next week? Bored? Jason Bourne. Ah, okay. You know his name. That's a little tagline they've got on the posters, aren't they? Is it Jason Bourne? Yeah. It's in, it's in the title. It, of course we know his name. <laughs> it's not a good secret agent, then, if we all know his name. He was never really a secret agent. He was a hitman. A secret hitman. Bit of a difference. I mean, Bond isn't technically a secret agent. He's an assassin. He's a spy. It just so happens all of his missions involve murdering people. Because he's <laughs> so an assassin. Double O's are assassins. No, they have a license to kill. They're not encouraged. Yes, they are. They're not encouraged. Most of his missions are... I'm sorry. Go go and how, interrogate... No, 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 You say he's not encouraged. I think that's the most you could encourage somebody. Here's a license. That means you can kill anyone and nobody will prosecute you. First Daniel Craig film, your mission is to go and get Lashif. Lashif dies, and then Bond goes on a murder rampage. His mission was to capture, not kill. Just because Bond is bad at his job <laughs> doesn't mean he's an assassin. But anyway, Jason Bourne next week. Then Suicide Squad. Aye. Or Sharknado 
the fourth awakening. You decide if you send us a tweet or an email before that. We could it's going to be Suicide Squad. Could put up a little Twitter poll. We can do those. It's still going to be Suicide Squad. It's probably going to be Suicide Squad. And then we'll get to Sharknado 4, which I'm sure many of you are excited for. I know Chris is, just yeah, so he can shout at Sharknadoes. Exactly. I want to know how the Hoff's going to get off the moon. I want to know how he got off the moon. Evidently. I saw him in the poster. He's how did he get off the moon? You think Kung Fury... <gasps> oh, Kung Fury might make an appearance. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Um... Yeah, that's about it, Chris. Uh, let's end the show. Okay. You have listened to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. We're going to see you all next week. Until then, live long and prosper. Goodbye. You are an insulting, pompous fool. And if you are not an ambassador, I would disembowel you right here. <laughs>